heard the song It was bittersweet Voices calling out From an aching heart Getting so much closer By staying apart Singing a song of hope And love that shows again we've got them on podcast go to fmmoneytalkradio.com scroll down to podcast on demand pick your show and it's on podcast on fmmoneytalkradio.com it's lunchtime and the book and cafe is open for business Live from the Brooklyn Cafe studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat at the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. 
It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share or a movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in free 888-994-4995 right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe and a beautiful Monday. Do you realize we're we are... We're a very late start today. We're not late. No. They're just early. Okay. <laughs> um, I had an interview with Fuego, and for some reason we couldn't tape the show. And Teddy walks in and it starts working. I know, I saw that. There is nothing more frustrating. And for Magic 15 minutes, Teddy. I can't make it work. And she comes in and goes like that, and it works. Magic of Teddy. No magic. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you, too. February 22nd, we are out of Mercury retrograde. Thankfully, I'm quite happy that Who the stars that? are back in alignment. It's a thing. Who told you that? We came out of it on Saturday, so life is back to its normal state of chaos instead of an extra state of chaos. As we get rolling on our Monday, the last week in February, can you even believe... How you like that? <laughs> Even Frankie says we're not late. <laughs> See, so I got to change that music. I, I like. I feel like I'm at the beach. The it feels mission. really nice with this picture behind me. So I had a question that I wanted to ask Teddy on the air. Hey, Teddy. She went to the bathroom. She ran out of the question. I had a question I wanted to ask her. Okay, we'll ask her when she comes out. Yes, because Gio has a, I have a dollar bet with him. Huh. Huh. I can't ask you. You're not going to know the answer. All right, we'll ask her when she comes out of the bathroom. we got a full show lined up. You ready to rock and roll? I am. I'm exhausted. Our guest has been here for an hour waiting for you, Batman, to come out of Fuego. Really? An hour? I kept you waiting. No, don't say that. He got no. here at 11.40. No. Did you, anybody give him a cup of coffee? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Water. You didn't have any of our coffee? Oh, our coffee is very, very deliciousness. But I'm excited. We've got Tony Montata with us, Stand with Parkland, president of Stand with Parkland. And Valerie, thank you very much. For reaching out to Tony because it's important that we never forget the 17 lives that were lost in our heart. Our condolences go out to you and your family and the other 16 families. Tony's daughter Gina was on the first floor that day at Parkland and we're going to see what, what's going on and how we can actually make a difference. But the nice thing about you running late is I had a nice opportunity to chat with him and really see some of the behind the scenes of what's going on and, and how do you keep going? Well. Every day is difficult with the uh, loss of our beautiful daughter. Um, but my wife, myself, and my son, we uh, lean on each other and we try and uh, find a way to uh, make things better and prevent a terrible tragedy like this from ever happening again. And there's so many layers to this. How old was your daughter? My daughter was 14. She was a freshman. 
She was a excellent student, bright, bubbly kid. She uh, was a member of the uh, school's color guard and uh, won the state championship with the Eagle Regiment in November of uh, of uh, 2017. And uh, she uh, had a bright future ahead of her. And the world is a, definitely a poorer place without her. Now, how old is your son? Our son is 15 now, so he is. Uh, exceeded the age of his sister. So he was, what, uh, 11 at the time? Yeah, around that. 11, 12. And does he go to the same school? I'm just curious, does he go to that school now? No, sadly, we haven't seen enough improvement from the Broward County School District or the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School team to feel comfortable sending our son to that school, even though it's less than a mile from our home. We've chosen to put him in a private school. Gotcha. I, and it's, um, it, 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 it bothers me because I remember when I was coaching, I used to have kids, like my sons always went to the same schools and such a tragedy sort of changes everything. And your whole life is, is changed and his life, I'm sure, has even changed even more because um, not, not going to the place is always, you know, in the back of everybody's mind. And I wanted to start the show um, talking not about the incident. I, I want to stay as far away from that in terms of feeling. But I want to know, you said not enough is being done. If it was your way, what could we do to make it better? Well, what Stan with Parkland has realized is uh, we need to start looking at school safety in a uh, holistic way. We need to look at securing the campus. We need to look at better mental health screening and support programs. And finally, we need to have responsible firearms ownership. When our group of families came together to form Stand with Parkland, the National Association of Families for Safe Schools, we realized that all three of those things failed us that terrible day over three years ago. That's interesting because we talked about a holistic approach to Stand with Parkland. Parkland, you said, started with all of the families involved. And you really look at it with three. You can't point fingers at it. It's because of this that this happened. There are multiple factors here. Clearly, after the investigation that was done by the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School uh, Public Safety Commission, we see that there were multiple layers of failure. There were failures within the school to protect and to warn the parents or the students and staff. There were failures of the mental health system. There were failures when the local police had over 43 interactions with the shooter and were unable to effectively prevent this. There were failures when a tip was, two tips actually, were called in to the FBI within six months of the shooting. Um, so many failures that led to the tragic loss of my daughter and the 16 other wonderful souls that day. You know, I see pictures because Sean Sherlock, who's a friend, a longtime friend of ours, is Tony's sister-in-law. Oh, okay. And she's always posting beautiful pictures of Gina. And right now, Stan with Parkland, what are you all working to do? What is your hope for this to be a positive outcome? Well, Stan with Parkland works on uh, the local, the state, and the federal level. So I'll, uh, I'll start with our... Uh, federal programs right now. We just uh, had the reintroduction into the 117th Congress 
of the LASA Act, the Luke and Alex School Safety Act. That act uh, is a direct result of our Treasurer Tom Hoyer testifying before the uh, Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee in the summer of 2019, where Stanwith Parkland asked for a codification and a clarification into law of the federal clearinghouse on best practices for school safety. Uh, Max Schachter, one of our members, came up with the idea. Um, and then uh, our whole team worked together with the Trump administration as he brought together the uh, Departments of Justice, the Department of Health and Human Services, the Department of Homeland Security, and the Department of Education to come together, create the clearinghouse, and the clearinghouse is accessed uh, for everyone through the website schoolsafety.gov. And this is uh, a culmination of things because when our group first went to Washington, D.C., we realized there was nothing in place that said what made schools safe. We also realized after talking to many experts, it's really hard to pass a law on what makes schools safe, especially on the national level, because what works here in Boca might not work in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. What works in Philadelphia might not work in Boise, Idaho. So rather than being very proscriptive and, and having a law passed, we created this um, clearinghouse of best practices so that each community could make the wise choices to protect their students and staff that best fit what worked in their community, what they wanted, um, rather than having it uh, you know, imposed on them from the, from the federal level. And what are you finding if we stay within Florida? Is it becoming, is it a city? Is it county? Is it statewide law that's being enacted for this? Well, of course, uh, shortly after the tragedy, we saw the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Act get passed. And uh, our families uh, were heavily in favor of that. And that addressed what, uh, again, our three pillars, uh, securing the campus, better mental health screening and support programs, and it changed the firearms laws here in this state. Um, one of the most important of those was the introduction of the uh, red flag or the extreme risk protection order law, which uh, the latest stats I saw were of, of uh, last year. And uh, in the time frame it was passed till last February, it had been used over 3,500 times to keep people safe here in the state. Um, it's, a, it's a law that respects due process, but it also takes weapons away from people who are a threat to themselves or others. Both of those things are, are, uh, need to be balanced properly. Uh, it also reports people who are subject to the extreme risk protection order to the uh, national uh, instant criminal background check system for weapons purchases. Uh, we've seen 15 states plus the District of Columbia passed those laws in the wake of the Parkland shooting, and they're one of the most vital things we could do because they address all weapons that are out on the street uh, today. Um, just recently, um, Stanwith Parkland was able to work with uh, Representative Dan Daly in the Florida House and uh, Senator Chevron Jones in the Florida Senate to uh, introduce the uh, Parents Need to Know Act. And uh, this act will compel school districts to report threats to parents within a 24-hour period of them being known. Um, 
just a couple of weeks ago, we had a circuit court judge rule against uh, our families and say that the school had no requirement under the law to notify the parents of a threat. Um, to me, that should send chills down the spine of every parent that sends their children to Florida schools. That's why we hope to get the Parents Need to Know Act passed so that parents could know what threats their kids are under and make smart choices. You can bet that how'd our families known there was a threat of somebody coming in and shooting up Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, we would have made different choices on where to send our children. Do you think it would have changed, and hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Um, because then after the wake of the shooting, there were threats everywhere. And do parents keep your kids home? Do you say now you're home indefinitely? COVID changed all of that because everyone stayed home for a while. Maybe there's a silver lining to that. I mean, there's so many things you can't take one piece out because in the wake of keeping our kids safe, we had to keep our kids safe and there was no school for them to go to. So on the positive side, they were safe at home. On the mental health side, they were safe at home isolated. So the mental health component becomes a huge factor, not only prior to Stoneman Douglas, now pre-COVID, during COVID, the resources. There's never enough resources for mental health. There are never enough resources, but uh, here in Florida, we're happy to see the uh, First Lady begin a program that, uh, to get people more interested in mental health. Um, in our talks with the, uh, the last administration, they applied more uh, or requested more dollars in the last budget for mental health because we realize this is all part of the program and part of what's failed us. You know, COVID, uh, again, has been a threat to the physical uh, students, uh, but also in schools, as we reopen, we have to keep in mind that some of these students weren't always in a, a comfortable and safe place while they were home. Uh, some of them were, were sadly uh, abused. Some of them were were bullied online. Uh, some of them uh, weren't able to access services and mental health they were receiving from the schools during this uh, COVID time. Um, so as schools reopen, we have cautioned uh, everyone to have the teachers, the administrators, the school resource officers, and the mental health professionals keep an eye out for students that may need a little bit of extra help. The, the important thing is to get people the help they need. We don't want people incarcerated, we don't want people punished, but we do want to get people the help they need before they resort to violence. You know, it's interesting because teachers become your first line of defense because they will notice changes. And getting them to say something is a start. Your coaches are another that can see it. Um, and they have to be able to step up without being afraid of saying the wrong thing to the wrong. You know, we had the um, NYPD uh, somebody from the New York Police Department down here, and suicide it was running rampant. And cops are not talking because it could jeopardize your job. Um, you're you're bullied into saying you know you're you're a nut and this and this and that. So they they keep all that pressure inside and they're not talking to anybody. So she came down to explain it's got to be okay not to be okay. And and a lot of teachers sometimes I, I get upset because. Te you know, I was in school, we have always been more with our teachers than anybody else. And you see a change going on with somebody. And you got to say something. And if you don't say something, it could be really detrimental. And the flip side to this, I wanted to ask you, you know, guns 
purchased and registered. That's one animal. But you ever notice how people who shouldn't have them get them? And they find them? And, and kids, kids can get anything they want nowadays if they really want it bad enough. How do you, how do we, it's a tough question, how do we put an umbrella and try to catch as much of this stuff that's going on beneath the scene? Do we get the kids involved? How do we, how do, we do it so that we're all in the same deal, pulling in the same oar? Well, one of the most uh, vital tools for that is uh, the behavioral threat assessment. And uh, myself and Ryan Petty and Max Schachter, we toured the uh, nation back in the winter of uh, 2019 and 2020 before COVID struck as they introduced their report on protecting America's schools. And uh, during that time, we were able to have them train over 4,000 lawmakers, law enforcement professionals, mental health professionals, and school professionals on the importance of this behavioral threat assessment. Um, this is where we bring together mental health, school people, and law enforcement to combine to form a team that effectively looks at a student's behavior, not their race, not their religion, not anything, but the behavior that they are exhibiting and finds a way to, again, get them help before they resort to violence. So knowing about behavioral threat assessments are, are vital. Um, that report, Protecting America Schools, is on uh, standwithparkland.org and on our resources page, where we provide valuable links to schoolsafety.gov, to the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety uh, Commission report, to the uh, federal report on school safety. Um, we also have links to uh, the Columbia Protocol to help prevent suicide, as you had talked about. Um, we have links uh, also that uh, talk about safe storage of a firearm, as well as a link now on uh, information on school resource officers, so that as communities reevaluate what's important to their community, they could take the time and look at the facts regarding school resource officers. We hear a lot of uh, negative stories, and uh, you know the one story that makes the news is, is really the one-off situation. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of thousands of interactions between kids and school resource officers every day that everything goes along fine. Um, I happen to be an airline pilot. We all saw the news about the, uh, the aircraft the other day, mm -hmm. but there were hundreds of thousands of flights that went on that day right. that didn't have a problem. And people have to realize, yes, one problem is a problem and needs to be addressed, but you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You have to find a way to make these systems work, whether it's more training, more discussion, better protocols that are in place. But uh, we believe that school resource officers are a vital component. And uh, we should know, yeah. had the school resource officer that was there that day, done his job, we would have had much less death injuries and traumatic stress for our community. Do you believe teachers should be armed? As a group, we oppose arming teachers. We do believe, however, that there should be armed individuals dedicated to school security on school property. Interesting. But no teachers. No teachers. We want teachers to be able to focus yeah. on teaching our students. Right. Gotcha. And we need security professionals to be focused on the security of the campus. 
Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, let's find out what we can do to make a positive impact. And what you said makes, makes a lasting difference. So more to come with Tony Maltato of Stand with Parkland. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. At Carmen Care Advanced Laser Therapy, our professional team specializes in finding the best alternative laser therapy treatments for your painful conditions. Do you suffer with chronic pain, a post-traumatic injury, or simply looking for the benefits of cell rejuvenation to the skin? Schedule a consultation today to understand how photobiomodulation can help reduce your symptoms, reduce or even eliminate pain. Give us a call today, 561 501-9577. We focus on treating you who has a disease, not a disease that defines who you are. Contact Carbon Care Laser Therapy today, 561-405-9577 or carboncarelaser.com. Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut. And Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV. 70 proof and as we say in Boston wicked smooth so if you're looking for the best combination of taste smoothness quality and price your clear choice is Gubba Rum if you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation staycation visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver Gubba Rum it's wicked smooth Kids for Kids Ministry, the vision is to see children in Haiti emerge from extreme poverty into an extraordinary destiny in Christ. The problem is the orphans in Haiti lack clean water to drink and food sustainability. These children need art-integrated education, medical needs, shoes, clothes, a lunch program, and teacher salary aid. The mission is to sponsor local leaders in Haiti to support them in the care of orphans and vulnerable children. In January of 2020, Kids for Kids traveled to Haiti to visit the orphans at their home and at their school. The school has now grown to 30 children attending daily classes, but there are many things to improve upon. To help us or to donate, contact Patty Paget at Kids for Kids Ministry, 561-876-1710. That's Kids for Kids Ministry at 561 561- Eight seven six one seven one zero. on the Brooklyn Cafe Kids Television Network at 10 o'clock, where we share fun and ideas. And remember, peace, love, 
and kindness. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. It's funny, we have a, a pilot in the studio, and we were talking about that incident this morning. Yep. And how cool, calm, and collective they were with the camera right at the engine that was falling apart. Like, did you think when you heard that, like, if it were me, what would I have done? Well, we do a lot of training uh, every time we go to the simulator for uh, the loss of an engine. So I'm happy that they were able to uh, execute properly and get everybody to the ground safely, which is the important part. Totally. Now, do you yeah. always stay this calm, even if an engine is falling apart on a plane? Uh, we're trained to do a job, and we have a job and procedures to do, and that's what we focus on. And, again, our job is to get everybody back to the ground safely. He seems to have this calm head he about him, and right? If I'm flying that plane, cool the pilot will pilot, I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where's the parachute? <laughs> like Ashley's dad, he's got the same demeanor, a friend who's a pilot. Just like this, I got this. And he just, well, at least out to us, I don't know what he's like at home, but when we see him, he's Everybody like Everybody stay calm. Right, I know. No, we've lost the wing. <laughs> We're still on the air. But you know what? Got, she landed that plane. Remember when, a few years ago, the guy landed in the Hudson and I can Sully. only imagine, yeah. I mean, wow, what goes on in that whole thing? It, it, how do you keep people calm? And, it's, and the partner tells you, you know, stay because it's your voice. You know, you make you have that certain that certain um, charisma, that certain voice tone that sort of keeps you calm. But I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know how come I'm gonna be watching a, a, an engine on fire. I don't know. You me? I, I see how calm you are on a good day. <laughs> not when I see that going on. Not when you see that meeting going over. Did I freak you guys all out? Oh my gosh! All I did was stand there, but I knew I was freaking you all out. Oh my gosh! You dropping things and then I jumped. Out. Look, my nails are still on the ceiling. <laughs> I shifted the room. Yeah. Got to raise the energy a little bit. Yeah, right. We are here with Tony Montato of Stand with Parkland, and let's talk about. You said something to me before the show that you raised your daughter to make a difference in the world. And maybe by whatever insight we have in the angels, this is her way to make a positive difference, impact in the world. Well, without a doubt, um, we're proud of the things that have been done uh, after this to prevent it. We're so sad that it took the loss of, of uh, my beautiful Gina and again, the, the, the 16 other innocent victims that day. I mean, we had 14 students who each had bright futures ahead of them. We had three staff members, each who served the school and their community. Um, these people should not have been lost to this tragic shooting. And uh, it's for them that uh, our families came together and that we encourage others to look for the positive things, look for the agreements that we have and capture those pragmatic ideas and change them into policies or laws as necessary that keep all students and staff safe. Um, you know, frequently we see our country divided, and it's, some of it's divided because of the media, because the media pays attention to those on the left screaming and those on the right screaming. And when both of them are speaking, they're speaking right over 
the majority of us that are in the middle. And the majority of us that are in the middle need to take the time to listen to one another, to have pragmatic discussions, and to find the compromise that we can move forward on. Um, there's no magic wand to make our schools safer. We need to build a bridge by capturing the agreements we have today, and then moving on to the more difficult discussions at another time. You know, in, uh, in baseball, you get four singles, every guy moves up, and it scores a run. It's the same thing as when you hit a home run. The home run may be more spectacular, but you may have to wait longer for it. We can't afford to wait. The lives of our children and our teachers are at stake. We need to get our elected officials and this country to all work together to solve the problems of safety in America's schools. It's interesting. We talked about the small wins. Kind of like you say, it takes to fill a bucket one drop at a time. We can take the small wins. It's not always the home run. But it's also impactful doing this with schools. But there have been other shootings, mass shootings in other venues um, that they, they have to learn, or we should learn, um, how to transfer the safety not only in schools but in, in malls. And, and you know, I, my biggest fear now is going, when it opens up again, going back to a public event, watching a ball game, going to a football game, going to anything now because they got to sort of be more aware that it is a problem and we have to talk about it. And I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of screaming on both sides of the aisle and very little listening. And we gotta, we gotta listen more. You gotta listen, especially to the ones that are closely to it because you guys are gonna be more sensitive to it than anybody else. And you're gonna have a better solution perspective-wise than other people. And you know, going through this thing, nobody wants to go through this at all. And people that are associated with you, your friends, your family members, nobody wants to ever see something like this happen, but there have been other school shootings right now. They have taken part in this country. Um, and you're right, the media plays up to it, and they love selling commercials and the whole nine yards, and we've always argued about that as well, because we don't want to be part in part to that. We want, you know, it's funny, the day after, remember the walkouts? I think it was a couple of days after I, of that uh, day. I, I know they occurred, but uh, quite frankly, our family was very yeah. stunned. And, and They actually really called the studio. They called us when we were at um, one of the studios. I heard, yeah. And they called us, and we said to the kids, okay, you got to go to school. And they said, we're not going back in there. And they were chanting in the background. They were on the phones. Um, and that day, we shut everything off, and we just let them talk and talk and talk so they can get that whole thing out. It was a brief moment. But more listening. I think that's important. And, and I think that we have to become aware of the fact that there is a problem. And I think we have to sort of listen to some solutions. You know, not everybody has the right answer, but at least having some answers um, takes us to a better place than where we were. How can we help? What messages is that stand with Parkland and you and your family that you want to get out to people? Well, I think uh, stand with Parkland, the National Association of Families for Safe Schools, would encourage everyone to sign up at uh, standwithparkland.org. We, uh, again, have our resources page, which is vital uh, to families to help them uh, move forward and uh, understand what to do. On that website, we have a list of five questions that every family should ask to begin a conversation on school safety with their, with their schools. It's a difficult subject to, uh, to come up with. 
And uh, once you sign up on our website, um, we'll send you the, the answers that we think you should be hearing. Um, there's also, again, as I mentioned, our resources page, which uh, also has a section on uh, from uh, Safer Schools Together. We uh, took their material and we work with them to have a booklet that describes how to raise digitally responsible children. And that guide helps parents understand what their kids are doing online with different apps. So it's, it's very important for parents to stay motivated. And um, <clears throat> I think uh, also what we have on our site is uh, when something important is coming through Congress, we have a, a tool and we'll send you an email that allows you just to click on it, put in your information, it automatically populates with the message that we would like you to send, and it automatically populates your representatives, senators, and the president so that your message and what you say can help get across to the people who we've elected to have a vote. And it's those people who have a vote that we need more than just words. We need action from them and positive action. So on, again, on the federal level, that'd be approving the, the LASA Act. Um, also, we're reintroducing the Eagles Act this week, and the Eagles Act is named after the, the mascot at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And that act would uh, provide more funding to the Secret Service National Threat Assessment Center to do more studies and more focus on how to prevent school shootings in the future. So that's another vital piece of, of federal legislation. Um, here in Florida, uh, again, we have the Parents Need to Know Act that we're trying to get done. And also, we need to have a bigger school safety uh, bill that sadly failed in the final minutes of the Florida legislature uh, last session. What about it made it fail, do you think? Um, sadly, nobody can really point to any one thing. But uh, clearly, they weren't able to reconcile the difference between the House bill and the Senate bill. And they weren't able to move it off to the governor for his signature. We need that bill to be resurrected along with other things because that bill took into account recommendations from the Stoneman Douglas Commission and from the grand jury that the governor set up to investigate school districts and their failures. So that's a lot of taxpayer dollars we spent to investigate things that need to change here in Florida. And we need the House and the Senate to pass a bill that takes those recommendations into account and get it to the governor so he could sign it into law and make all of our students and teachers safe at school. We've got to keep our kids safe. I mean, wow, well, I didn't know that didn't pass. That, that final day, it was just like this. Just it, was, it was literally uh, they, they wow. couldn't, couldn't come together uh, in the fi very final hours from 10 p.m. on until they, they quit. Yeah, when you decide um, to have kids, you never think you're going to be at this point in your life having to protect their safety. You have kids, you want to have a family, and whatever your family unit looks like. We have children, you want joys, and you know there's ups and downs, but you never think you're going to be afraid to send them to school. You never think they're going to be afraid to be bullied, to be cyberbullied, or things that shouldn't be in life have now catapulted in what it is, of what shouldn't be. So let's, let's bring some hope back to what it is, Absolutely. to what we can do. Absolutely. Can that bill be brought back? Uh, they'll be uh, they'll probably reintroduce a new bill uh, this year or in this session um, as a matter of fact tomorrow uh, Wednesday there's a, uh, a Stoneman Douglas uh, Public Safety Commission hearing and we hope to hear what they want to introduce uh, into the bill this year 
uh, at that meeting. Well, I'm going to put my son, the senator, on it. Yeah. He Why worked with Sam with Parkland, and he actually gave some talks down to Miami for different reforms. So that, I was telling Tony, that's one of the reasons he's actually moving to D.C. is to work with this organization and to make a difference for these kids and gun reform and safety and all of the things that are so important. Well, we always talked about you don't ever want something to happen to your kids, and it, it shouldn't require for something to happen for you to get involved and push things that should be done. I mean, if you think about it, um, if you have if you have a, uh, a governor's son, God forbid, God forbid, gets involved in something like this and they lose their life, then, you know, the perspective would be different. And it's the part that always makes me angry is that they wait until something tragic happens to you before you say, okay, why don't we take a real good look at this thing? And, and it just burns my bridges sometimes, some of the things that go on and how it goes on. And I get it. You know, progress is always slow. I get it. But some things to save our kids, having them go to school with safety, I, I think that we should just sort of put our egos down a little bit and sort of get things more accomplished. Because safety doesn't have, you can't put a value on a life. You know, you can't have kids worried about going to school. You can't do that. You know, I coached for 21 years from 6 all the way to 18. You can't do that. That's the bottom line. All I'm asking is that maybe we start thinking a little bit here, a little bit less here, and a whole lot more from here. And let's get this done because there's just no reason for that bill not to have been approved or amended or put this and put that, move it around, unless, again, it gets political. And it shouldn't be political. Not kids' lives, man. So I think we need to sign up. Absolutely. Well, that'd be great. And uh, it also points to something you had mentioned before we came on here, Freddie, when you talked about perseverance. And we need to get everybody to find the need for this and to continue to work on it. We can't get discouraged. We can't give up. Um, you know, we need to continue on the process and continue on the road. Again, building a bridge, taking a step-by-step -step approach to do everything we can to make our nation's school safer for our children and staff members. Um, sadly, we saw that, uh, that uh, many times uh, throughout Florida with the information that was reported to the uh, State Board of Education through the Cesar system, it wasn't accurate. So uh, a bill passed in uh, 2019 legislative session made them be retrained and uh, hopefully we'll see more accurate information come in so that parents and staff members uh, can uh, make smarter choices. And again, we believe that uh, the Parents Need to Know Act is, is a critical part of that for the immediate knowledge uh, of what a threat is. We're doing that now somewhat with there's a, a COVID threat in the school. Parents are notified almost immediately and, and we don't need it to be identified as to who the student is. But what we do need is to know that there is a threat, what the threat is and what the school is doing to mitigate it. And this is vital information that all families need to keep our children safe at school. Is it the revealing of the person or the student who it is because constitutionally it becomes an issue? Is that what the holdup on this whole thing is? Is it that, the, legal, the legalities of it? No, we just, uh, it just hasn't been addressed uh, clearly. And, uh, you know, again, we need to have law enforcement. We've, we spoke to them before we created this bill to get their feeling about 
how if it would interfere with their investigations and everything and and the anonymity part is is a, gotcha. a vital piece so they can go out and investigate it at the same time again families are are warned and they understand the threats that their kids face at school so that families can make wise choices um, we all want to protect our children Thank you for sign up standwithparkland.org You'll get all the information you need and also emails on when new things are happening. So you can speak to your representative of your area. Anyone. It's not just for people in Florida. It's not just people in our community. This affects everybody. This affects our kids and our families. It is worldwide. It's what we need to do is bring a little more love and hope back to our world. And again, Tony, our prayers to you, all the families that lost. And may Gina's memory be a blessing and to all the families. And any, anything we can do, Tony, if you have a commercial and you'd like us to play it, we got about 51 different other shows that we could put it on okay. as well. Put it at the radio station and get people more involved, maybe more awareness. You know, I always had a dream. I told her five, six years ago that I was going to be walking down I-95 with 100,000 students. And we were going to take it all the way down to Miami just to prove a point, just to prove that you can't put a value on life. And it's sacred, and we should, we should just do what we need to do to get closer to that. I'm not saying resolve it, get closer to it. So anything you need, you let us know, we're there. Well, thanks. And uh, as I mentioned, after the uh, third commemoration of the tragedy that happened on uh, February 14th, um, I just ask that uh, all the kids hug their parents a little more often. Amen. Have the parents take time That's right. to hug their kids a little bit longer. And um, let's all be a little kinder to one another Amen and to uh, work together to solve problems instead of uh, focusing on, on what separates us. Let's focus on what brings us together. Agreed. Good stuff. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, taking the time out. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, more on our Monday. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. AM2TV and WNN Money Talk Radio have been in conjoint business for 10 years. They have been working around the clock, nonstop, to promote over 500 shows and businesses reaching all over South Florida. With added platforms such as social media live streaming, podcasts, and the specialty of live radio, it has never been easier to get your voice heard by millions of listeners. To amplify your impact and start your show today, contact Amp2TV at 866-224-5422. That's 866-224-5422. Let's all welcome a new sponsor to the show. It's Amp2TV, the first and only internet production company that's truly plugged in. When you're looking for a full-service internet TV radio production company, discover Amp2TV, a full-service production company that can provide all streaming videos in studio or remotely. They offer web page development, and they use all the latest platforms to help make all your business selling points more powerful. They can do remotes or live radio streaming as well as tape productions for social media platforms and television. Amp2TV can handle all of your television needs, including closed caption for a perfect on-air telecast. Choose from a variety of creative TV and radio packages or visit one of their many studios to get your creative juices flowing. Come and see why Amp2TV works with many major companies, including Comcast, Bravo, and Fox 29, as well as individuals and businesses of all types and sizes. To see samples of their work or to find out more, 
visit their website at amp2.tv. That's A-M-P, the number 2.tv. Or call them at 866-224-5422. Feel free to call for a quote or just a consult of how to put your business on a social media platform or radio platform or just doing a show that is covered by all platforms. Call 866-224-5422 and make an appointment. That's 866-224-5422. AMP Media Productions and WNN Money Talk Radio have been in conjoint business for 10 years. They've been working around the clock nonstop to promote over 500 shows and businesses reaching all over South Florida. With added platforms such as social media live streaming, podcasts, and the specialty of live radio, it's never been easier to get your voice heard by millions of listeners. To amplify your impact and start your show today, contact AMP Media Productions at 866-224-5422. That's 866-224-5422. The way you live your life says a lot about you. The way you choose to commemorate your lifetime can say even more. It's a single event that speaks volumes. So how do you celebrate a life? Dignity Memorial Providers believe that your memorial service should be as unique as you are, reflecting your personality and your passions. It should be a perfectly tailored send-off, a fitting tribute for family and friends to celebrate the person they love. We're professionals at catering to your every need, right down to the catering. In fact, no detail is too small. So when it comes time for a fitting tribute, we'll see that your final wishes are beautifully fulfilled. It's what Dignity Memorial Providers are known for. and why you should rely on us to see that your life is well celebrated. The celebration of a lifetime begins here. Welcome to Lost Harbor Spirits, a world where pirates inspire our spirits, treasures remain undiscovered, and flavors are infused with the essence of mysterious voyages. We invite you to join us on our journey inspired by the undiscovered Spanish fleets lost in the 1600s, the treasures that have been buried with them, and of course, the lost harbors that remain abandoned on the foggy coasts of Florida. Proudly distilling in West Palm Beach, Lost Harbor Spirits is a true treasure waiting to be discovered.
You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. The buffer. The buffer. The buffer. <laughs> hey, we're back. What a nice gentleman. Excuse me? C- can you come over here so I can see you? I can't see you back there. What language is he speaking? I don't know. He's mumbling. Uh-huh. <laughs> you mean a car? What? No, my cards. My cards. Because I carry you guys. Oh, are your cards? You a carry lot. used guys? Yeah, you guys. You're a college cards. graduate, used guys? Used guys. Cards around. Because, like, you know, a lot of people see my platform. Yes. They want to know what, I'm about. what about your card? That's the thing. My cards came out wrong and they're already, they're already done. What's wrong with your card? <laughs> what happened? Done, the, what the happened? Out, so really? Yes. Are you serious? Yes, I'm so, so, why don't you get another set of cards? So he keeps our card in his wallet. This man is a very interesting individual. But I let them know about the company and the media and what we can give them as, you know. And here comes the spin. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bologna on the, the ham sandwich. Amplify your impact yes, in the world. And while we're amplifying You're your impact, I'm always saving him. <laughs> I got exciting news though. I got a whole email from Fem City Boca del Rey okay. and an easy referral link that I can give out to people, which is fantastic, and all of the things that they do to make Fem City and to bring women I've together. I've only been asking that for four weeks. Well, I got it for you That's here. That's a whole lot writing. of email for a small, easy. So I got all of that, and if you go onto the link, you get a 30-day free membership. We're going to, I want to complete that commercial that somebody started and put that out there. Yeah, the stair has it. Yeah, it needs a little bit of work. Your camera's back online. And your camera's back online. So we're going to get this out to you. It is... Ever, anyone know what this bit.ly is? Is bit.ly? Bit.ly, yes. What it's, is it? It's a platform. All right, so bit.ly Brooklyn Cafe Femmes is a whole lot easier than my other link. So you can go to bit.ly Brooklyn Cafe Femmes, and it's $99 for the year, a promo, $51 off your annual membership by using our bit.ly link. And also you get 30 days free if you want to try it out, which is huge. So only 99 for the year to be part of Fem City National. And this is through the Boca Del Rey chapter. That's very and nice. And a whole lot more goodness in here. Yeah, because you have all sorts of good stuff happening with them, right? So Melanie DeVito, she made me a bit.ly link, which is a whole lot she easier. She made you what? Bit.ly. Bit.ly link? Bit.ly link. <laughs> uh, bit.ly link. But what a great segment we had with Tony Montato of Stan with Parkland. Everyone, we encourage you. Sign up. Standwithparkland.org. Get notified on what's going on in your community, in your state, for school safety, keeping our kids safe. I can't imagine anyone that wouldn't want to keep our kids safe and make the whole world a little bit safer with a little bit more love. And as we went to commercial break, our hope hearts, which are always spectacular, made from the heart painter, Evelyn Balin. We always say the hope choose, the heart chooses you every single time. So Val, she's so cute. She says, don't look, just close your eyes and pick. So he picks one, of course, he picks teal because teal is the color of her ribbon. For Gina Montado, he has her ribbon, picks teal, and on the other side of the Brooklyn Cafe, it said, it'll be okay. That's a tough one. There's just no denying 
what happens in the studio. And he's agreed to air on Thursday nights, ladies and gentlemen, 7.30 p.m. Yeah. Tony's actually going to have his organization on the radio with us here in our home base. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. He's going to invite some big names and stuff that uh, are part of the organization. And I tell him to invite, you know, Deutsch would show up. I've seen him show up to things like this before. There's a lot of people that will show up. So uh, looking forward to Thursday night, 730 right here and on WWNN Beasley Radio uh, radio network which will be fantastic and we have a, a friend joining us on vmix all the way from tampa we have got i think we've got one i don't know if the other one is on we've got melanie mccool joining us and she's in tampa you know you had a rough weekend i had kind of a nice weekend meeting new people to join us on the show oh that's very nice <laughs> i had my share though you know so i had my share and amy rachevsky's texting me they're looking maybe for some radio time um yes melanie i see you we're going to bring you over in just a moment. So, a lot of good things happening. And there she be. Hey, Melanie, how are you doing? Hey, I'm fantastic. What a beautiful Lovely room, a house you're in. Oh, why, thank you. This are is you in the, Spain? This is the transform space, you know. I brought my office home. So, here we go. Wow, that's very nice. You look like you're in Spain. It's supposed to be a Moroccan feel, but I'll go with Spain. Spain's good. <laughs> And you're in Tampa, correct? I'm actually in Newport Ritchie, which is closer to the, well, we're almost at the nature coast, right, where I am. Yeah, so close enough to Tampa. Not too far from your son, I think. No, it's far from him, but I used to live right next to Newport Ritchie. Really? Yeah, I used to go there for seafood. And, and great food here, right here in the Gulf. And Tarpon I, Springs, near Tarpon, by chance? Yeah, I was at, um, oh my God, what's the name of Freddie's High School? Ooh. So I forgot you used to live over on that coast. I used, to co I used to coach on that side, too. I forgot you used to live over there. I did. I was there for three years. Amazing. So, Melanie, you're going to love this. She's a super, superhuman accelerator, but she's a hypnotherapist. She's a superhuman accelerator. Superhuman accelerator and hypnotherapist. Right. Really? Mine works mm -hmm. hypnotherapy. So tell us more about what you do. Sure. I am a clinical hypnotherapist, but I call myself the entrepreneur's hypnotherapist. So when I say I'm the superhuman accelerator, essentially I help entrepreneurs who have these incredible dreams, right, um, to take their foot off the brake. Okay. So, so many people have incredible dreams and then they find themselves with self-sabotaging patterns and procrastination and these kinds of things. So when you take the foot off the brake, it's pretty darn amazing what these genius creatives can do. And so that's my, uh, that's my lot in life is to free the genius creators to go and do what they're going to do on the planet to well, make this world a better place. Wow. But you talk about a lot of the blocks and money blocks and Correct. fear of success, which is a whole nother thing that we talk about a lot here. Not yeah. fear of failure so much as the blocks that we put up in front of ourselves that stop us from success, even though we don't, That's right. we don't want to stop success, but there's some, something that we are putting out, that people put out in this world and our energies to say, we're not worthy, or it just blocks this energy. And that's exactly right. And essentially, as a, you know, as a, as a conscious adult, you may have invested a ton of money in personal and professional development, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars and hours. Yet, 
why on earth would you self-sabotage? Why would you keep yourself from hitting that next level? And what it turns out is that these, there's what I think of as um, the lies of the world, right? So these patterns of fear around money that have been passed down from generation to generation. And so that, you know, it, it makes no sense consciously, right? That you would keep yourself from being wealthy. But for example, just one of them, is that if your family had the opinion and were vocal about it, that rich people were jerks, well then you're likely gonna keep, even though you don't know, you have no idea what's going on until we get in there, right? But you got a foot on the brake because you don't wanna be a jerk. Imagine that. <laughs> and you know you're perfectly like a wonderful human and are gonna use your money for amazing things. Yet there's this part of you that's like, oh my gosh, I don't wanna be seen like one of those people. You see, so we're carrying these kind of there's these patterns, these lies, what I think of as lies of the world or poverty programming that are passed down from generation to generation. And then, you know, uh, we live in such a different time than our parents. It doesn't even make any sense for us to have a foot on the brake half the time. But we are li literally in that place of, you know, perpetuating what they believed about money. And so here we go again and again and again. So if money's a struggle, you make money a struggle. You know, I, I, got, I got two questions. The first one um, is that people have a tendency of wanting to do something, like business owners wanting to do something, and you lay it out for them and say, okay, let's do this and get you well-known. And they go through all the motions, and then they don't do it. And then they don't do it. <laughs> They're, like, right. afraid to try. And yeah, then there's the other side of those that do do it, and they love mm -hmm. to criticize themselves. I wasn't good yes. enough. I wasn't this. Yeah. I hear more I wasn't than I look at the good side about, but you did it, you got through it. If we have to tweak it, we will, but it was great. Yeah. Same form of thinking on both sides? Well, the ones who don't do it are probably more afraid that they'll be criticized so they don't do it at all. So the procrastination, it, the, the first way that it gets you is you just don't do it. If you don't do it, you can't fail, right? You can't mess up. On the other hand, people who go forward, they're always, they have an inner critic. You're hearing it come out of their mouth, mm. right? So that's the inner critic, which essentially was somebody else's voice. So somebody spoke over you, to you, around you, oh. <laughs> about you in your life. And that's internalized, unfortunately. And then it comes out of the mouth. It comes out in the actions. It is literally a foot on the brake because it's the way that we think that determines how we feel, which will determine whether we act or not. And so that's why as a hypnotherapist, I get in there in the way you think. So if I hear that inner critic come out of somebody's mouth, we're addressing that because it's full of, it's, it's wrong. It's all <laughs> it is no longer it, right? even remotely interesting to believe the things that you thought when you were a kid, right? Yeah. And it's not, and you work with more than just these money blocks. Your website is amazing. Program for Prosperity, how to unblock and become a money magnet. But so much of it is just people in general. Oh, my goodness. It is about prosperity, right? So people t do come to me typically because they think they have a money problem. <laughs> they do. But, and they want more of it. Who doesn't? But what it turns out is that they've been neglecting 
so many things in their life that they're not even happy anymore, right? So they might have started their business with enthusiasm, like all jazzed up, big dreams, woo! And now they're like resenting their business because they they thought like, and these are, these are the lies of the world, remember? <laughs> that you can either be successful or have health, either be successful or have a happy family, right? So they're coming and they're like, I need more money, it's gonna solve everything. I'm like, okay, shh, we're gonna do that. I'll help you. We can engage that part of your brain. But wait a minute. Let's remember, you know, why did you want to do this? Oh, you want to have more time with your family? Well, how about if you start doing that now? Right? Oh, you 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 think that when you're wealthy, you're going to get healthy? What if you don't have your health left when you got there? Wouldn't that be dar- terrible? So we get we get everything in line. It's definitely not just about money. Money is just one thing that we get to play with here on planet Earth, <laughs> right? <laughs> Juicy joy, prosperity all around is my, is my goal with my clients. Because there's so much more to prosperity than money. It's being happy. It's, totally. You can have it all. You know, for women who said they can't have it all, do you hear that a lot? Be, because that's what they saw. And we can, I, can, I can help them to see it within just a few minutes. Like, this is what you believed, but it's, how can we change those beliefs right here and right now? Because this isn't the world that your mother grew up in. This is a completely different time, a different place, and you can have it all. You can't. Well, let's just say this, Dawn. Do you know anybody in the world who is wealthy, has a wonderful relationship, amazing kids, gets to travel, is healthy as anything, seems incredibly happy? Do you know anybody like that in the world, even one? No. <laughs> oh, come on. There are examples out there. Don't, you no, you said, do we know one? <laughs> oh, maybe not personally. Do you know of one? How about oh, that? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Even you never know what's behind the, the curtain. No, that, they, that is true. They show you greatness. They show you, they show you. And the only thing I worry about is me. I know there are certain chinks in my armor that I can work on, but for the, for the most part, I'm very happy <laughs> with what Good. I do, awesome. and I'm very happy Batman. when I make money or I don't make money. I love spending her money. I love all you of love it. love spending my money. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but I have a good time doing it because I believe that if you do it He likes laptop, spending my money. He's got a good time spending my money. It's the only Melody. thing she heard. <laughs> it's the only thing she heard. You saw that? <laughs> it's the only thing anybody heard. Spending your money. <laughs> I love having a good time. I, I I think that it's healthy to laugh, and I laugh at myself all the yes. time. But I got to tell you, you're you're like the. I'm going to have a picture of you as a cutout. Get your foot off the <laughs> brake because negotiations with people that come through this door here to to help them see the light. This is the message. Yeah. She she has a good way of just telling you get your foot off the brake. How to beat self-imposed obstacles, which is yeah. enormous. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it's just mental, it's just mental patterns. It's literally thoughts. So for example, if you are, if you wanted to do a, a TV show and yet there was a part of you that was, that learned when they were small, that children are not supposed to be seen and heard. You could be going, I really would love to be a speaker. I really love to be in front of people. I really, but there's a thought and it's running around in the back of your mind that somehow this isn't safe, this isn't a good idea. 
And so that's a self-imposed obstacle and you don't even realize what's going on. And there are so many of these, and I've seen these patterns in people. I've worked with people across the world. I uh, used to be an international uh, sales, and so I led international sales team. So I saw these patterns over and over again. Didn't matter where people lived, <laughs> really, even what their what their cult their cultures do impact it. But the same patterns over and over and over again. But the beauty of what I get to do is because these are literally just thoughts, programs that were put in before you were really conscious of them. And so hypnotherapy is like, it's like I think of it as like doing a little tweak. If you, if you just change this one way of thinking about yourself and your place in the world, if you did that tweak, you don't even know what your potential is. Like, cause you've been living in this self-imposed limitation for your whole life. And so what happens when you tweak that one bit? You don't know, but we do see, we see the results of that over and over again. Do you do one-on-one? Um, -on -one? I see you do courses. Yeah, I do group work. I do, but I work one-on-one. -on -one. But I also include group work in that because there's a whole uh, curriculum that I have around being programmed for prosperity that it works really well that people can get through that and work with me simultaneously. It's like a quantum leap. Because otherwise I'd be there teaching that same thing. It would be a lot longer. So well, you we, see how my mindset yeah. has changed now. When you say, "Can we?" I'm like, "Yep, we got this. Yep, we got this. New vacuum. Brilliant. Yep, we got this. Got to change your mindset. Otherwise, you're taught you're dealing with scarcity and lack. Yep, scarcity and lack. We don't. We got this. Beautiful. I'm not saying nothing. I know, but you notice all weekend I kept sharing that with you. Can we? Yep. Can I have? Yes. Yep. Or I wonder okay. how. What? What? How might we? How could it, you know, how, how might it happen? What would it take? How do you, how do you, how do I ask this? How do you know so quickly that, like you said before, a good example, I would love to be a speaker, I'd love to be on TV, I'd love to, love to, love to, but then they had this background where they grew up and that is overpowering the I would love to into I'm not going to because... How do, you sum up, how do you size that up so quickly? Well, I listen for the patterns of speech. I listen for the language patterns. So I hear what somebody, what somebody says they want to do is often counter contradicted by what they're actually saying about themselves. So I listen. I listen really close. <laughs> well, and then I find those areas where I'm, I'm hearing them literally with the the talk that is inner talk that is sabotaging them from whatever they're doing. And that's what I use for their sessions is to turn that around is I'll give you an example. I, I had a client, it, it baffled me because, um, well, bef before we met, she said that she hated speaking, blah, blah, blah. She had this whole diatribe. I was like, okay. And I made notes. And then, you know, a session or two later, she said something like she described First of all, she's an expert speaker. Okay, so, so so she had me thinking that she hates it and she can't do it, right? She knows she should. So it turns out she's an expert speaker. She described this experience where she bought her beautiful outfit. She showed up. She's shown. She had the time of her life. It was fantastic. But here's what happened. There were two people that said kind of crummy things to her after. And from there... Unbelievably, even though this woman's in Toastmasters and it is, is gorgeous and presents herself like this, unbelievably, those two people with those little things that they said 
have stopped her from speaking until she came to work with me, which makes no sense. <laughs> so it, you know, sometimes yes, it comes from when we're when we're kids, but sometimes it literally is. It's that reinforcement of things. So she got the criticism here as an adult. It reminded her of something that she experienced when she was. Younger. I get so, that. I can understand that. That happened to me a couple of weeks ago, and I thought a I couple of weeks ago. I didn't even tell you that. A couple of weeks ago. When I did that talk. <laughs> A couple weeks ago. I don't think, I, I think it's an ongoing. And in my head, I said, I'm not going to speak again. I'm kind of done with that. I, and, I, <laughs> and you know, the funny thing about this, maybe my mistake, now I'm beginning to look back on this thing, is um, I'm always the firm believer that as a, a grown-up, you pick and choose your battles. But what you're saying makes a whole lot of sense because sometimes that picks you. And even though the heart is willing, um, that fear has been embedded. You know, I'll never forget when I started streaming 12 years ago about how I was laughed at. And in my house, in my house, I did what I did because I knew I could do it. You could laugh all you want. So I kept going. And yeah, even, today, people, well, even today, yeah. people say, well, why are you getting involved in this and getting involved? Because that's just the way I am. I don't. I don't really care. I was care. made for this. I, 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 I for this. I have thick skin. So you are you 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 have thick skin, which is a great thing. You do. Many people don't have thick skin, and they don't realize that it's literally like the six-year-old in them that is keeping them from taking their company to the next level, or from hiring a team that would take their company to the next level, or whatever it is that they need. They don't even realize it's literally the six-year-old, the kid <laughs> in them that is play, that's running the show. Well, she has all these amazing courses that you can go to her website, Unlock Money in Your Unlock Mind. Unlock Money in Your Mind. Do you do com. seminars and things of that nature? I'm ready to do seminars and things of that nature. Uh, I, I used to. I, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> but, used now, to. but now more than ever. Now, I saw this morning yeah. how the numbers are beginning to get just a tiny bit better. I know, don't get all excited. I get it. But I yeah. think that people coming out from what I call under the rock, back into the sun mm -hmm. and say, you know, I made it. I think I'm going to be okay. There's that whole fear around them. Um, you you got to bottle her. She's a good intro to get people started. My God, you're like a, you're like a female Tony Robbins. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. It's her name. She's McCool. <laughs> McCool. McCool. Uh, I do run my seminars online as of right now. But I can't wait to get back out into the real world. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been on a stage. It's just not even. But it is coming back, isn't it? She the is world the is coming back online. Yes. The world yeah. is coming back. And things have changed, but the world is coming sure. back. And so, well, things have changed. And actually, the, um, the methods that I use, yes, they, they're all about you know, superhuman acceleration. Yes. So I am about helping the genius to, to free their mind to change the world is my hope <laughs> is that I have wonderful, you know, minded people that come to me and I do generally. Um, but just, I want to just put this out there because we are talking about how things have changed and the level of stress that people have been under. So hypnotherapy is the most effective stress reducing thing that you can do for yourself. And so what happens when we are overly stressed is that our survival mind takes over 
and your creative mind, which is the human mind, it kind of goes to sleep because your survival mind's operating and you can't really think of the future anymore. And so some of the most powerfully driven, wonderful entrepreneurs before this may find that their foot's on the brake in a way that it never really was before. And so I stepped up to say, listen, I know what it's like to have that survival mind you know, take over and to lose your creativity. And this is how I got mine back. So now I'm here to help you. So during all of this, the, you know, what, what's been going on? I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get this out there because knowing that these tools help me to overcome a stress disorder, which is essentially what I'm talking about. Um, I was like, this is, this is a, I have to give back to my community. So I do have a, an open group where I deliver experiences all the time to help people to chill out and bring that creative mind back on board. It's so true because everyone is so now trying to catch up and, and keep going yeah. and keep their business afloat and pay your bills and do all that. You're in this survival mode and the creativity yes. that got you to open your business and to dream in your business has shut down because you're That's so busy exactly in survival right. mode and paperwork and loans and PPP and all of the necessities of keeping your lights on. You forget, yeah. you know what, I did this because this is the creative side of what I do. But you have an intuitive side to what you work with also. Yeah, of course. And you work Absolutely. with, I'm looking at what you did, what you posted the other day, your shamanic journey to end indecision mm -hmm. and trust intuition. Yeah, correct. But would you like my definition of intuition? Yes. Okay, so your intuition is the sum total of the wisdom that you've accumulated over the life, this lifetime. It is in your subconscious mind. Now, we, have been, we haven't been taught to trust our higher self, our intuition. We've actually, we just didn't, weren't taught how to do this. And so essentially when you are going into a state of hypnosis, I mean, this is how all the geniuses in the world, I mean, you can look this up, this is wonderful. It's like all of these miraculous things, you know, ideas that have changed the world, most of these geniuses did it in a state of trance, in hypnosis, their own self-hypnotic trance. I mean, virtually all of them. So why wouldn't you use that same tool? Like, why, why is that just reserved for what? NASA astronauts and Olympians now? No, <laughs> it's for you, right? Well, is it just reserved for people like Nikola Tesla to, to create, you know, magical inventions? No, it's for you. It is available to you. So a intuitive side, yes, but what I'm saying is that Everyone have, has this available to them, and I teach people how to tap back into it. You like that side of it? I do because I remember when I was um, when I was working for John Hancock, they tried to express that frame of thought, um, mm. and and to and the hardest thing about that frame of thought is to be able to do it all day consistently, twenty four seven. <laughs> And holding on to that, you know, mm. um, is hard because there are other things going on around you, and then you have to let your, you have to trust your subconscious to carry that yes. burden, and it changes Beautiful. your whole stress pattern. Totally All of a sudden, does. everything looks even. Mm. So what I do actually in hypnosis, Freddie, is I I tell people while they're in hypnosis so they can't necessarily forget that you learn more and more to allow your subconscious mind to guide you 
while you just relax. And so you're literally going through life on a much more like, ooh, I'm chilling out. Ooh, there's a decision to make. Okay, uh, that way. All right. It, it feels so much less nuts. That sounds so <laughs> nice to me, this. right? <laughs> so much less nuts. Than, and this is what my clients report all the time. They're like, okay, things are happening. However, I'm responding differently. I'm like, That's because you're literally allowing that the one that knows best to make decisions in life and in indeed how to even respond or react to whatever is going on in your day to day, even if it does seem like a, oh my God, you handle it different. And that's the key is how we react to things. But Melanie, let me ask you, how do you answer when they say, can you explain to me the why? How come? (laughs) Can you explain to me why, why, why? And then I say, why? The letter Y. Well, uh, if they're asking me why bad things, I teach them to turn that question around because your brain's going to answer the bad question. You instead want to ask, well, why would it be easier this time? Why, what did I learn from last time that's going to make it a better experience this time? Or, or what, um, and it gets really hard because there are, there are tough things that happen. It's not a question. How but many sessions do people need to work uh, on average? How many sessions is it? Well, it will vary. It totally varies depending on the individual. Um, I'll tell you that I have clients who come to me who are already at the end of burnout or they've been burnt out and they may have autoimmune conditions, insomnia, self-care, lack of self-care, which has resulted in weight issues under or over. Um, and that kind of thing. And they're going to be working with me longer, clearly, because we're going to work through each of those things. First thing we're going to do is get them to sleep. <laughs> First is you sleep. <laughs> Nothing else can happen until you sleep. No, we're not making money. He and I both not making up more money. No, no more money. You go to sleep. And then we'll get money. And then there's people who are like, I just got to get my foot off the brake. I'm healthy. My relationships are good. I feel, I feel great. But um, there's definitely a tweak that I need in my mind because even though I'm making lots of money, I still have a scarcity fear, right? They feel they feel like somehow, for some reason, they're gonna wake up tomorrow and it's not gonna be there. So they're overworking, overworking, overworking. That's less time, but it's gonna vary person to person. And you do all of this online? I do 99.9% of it online. I actually still have my downtown office that has had maybe two clients a month for the last, <laughs> ever but i keep it open because some people do want to come and sit in my chair so unbelievable how do people find you how do they reach you uh they find me through my website mindworksco.com that's for general appointments uh they can find me on facebook mindworksco is my company find my name melanie mccool i wish i could i wish i could tell you i had that website but i don't um yeah, and unlock the money, unlockmoneyinyourmind.com is a wonderful entry to this work around what this poverty programming is about and how to get rid of it. It's fantastic. Interesting. You learned something? Yeah, she actually taught me that sometimes you got to look a little bit deeper in perception, understand why they say, I want to do it, and then it comes out that they don't. You know, in in my business, I've had to deal with thousands and thousands of people. And it comes down to, 
sometimes it baffles me. I run across somebody who I think would be fantastic. And all the elements are there. And all right, we got this. And where'd it go? <laughs> and the person decides, um, no, I'm not ready. I love the I'm not ready. Oh, I'll give you an example. The lady with the delicious cakes. But she did it. Delicious. 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 So I met this lady on, on Instagram. And she said to me, someday I'll be ready. I'm not ready now. And I said, I gave it a shot. I says, you ain't ready now. You ain't never going to be ready. I says, I dare you to come on down. And that was the trigger. It worked this time. Melanie, it doesn't work all the time. Uh, and she right. showed up here. And she says, I'm here because he challenged me. But same thing with Jordana Foster. You know, we, we challenged her around the spot. Same thing with me. Four years until I worked with him. Really? Four. <laughs> Four no's. No and a no and a no. And that's, uh, that's over 1,200 days. <laughs> but now look, now we hope, our hope is to empower more people to change their mindset. So you know what? I can do this. One step that's at a time. Right. One drop at a time. Not a home run, but one base yeah, but, hit at a time. But remember now. the other part she said. You have to trust your subconscious. To open it up for you. That's you got, you know, I, I call it looking in the mirror and trusting yourself. I think, Melody, your explanation is more home. I think it's really there. But if I can't get them to look in a damn mirror, how the hell are they going to understand what you're saying? <laughs> because yours is even more impactful because it's there. You just got to buy, you got you to gotta trust it. Well, I can tell you that the reason I became a hypnotherapist is that you feel that little bit of frustration that you have because you, you see potential in people, but they don't always see it in themselves. That, mm -hmm. You feel that frustration? Yes. Well, that was mine. That was mine for 17 years. And then when I realized that this was how I could m not make them, <laughs> but this is how I could help them to see themselves for, how, for who they were, right, without the limiting thoughts and beliefs that they had about themselves. I was like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Forget it. I literally just said, um, this is what I do for the rest of my life. Because all I've ever wanted for people was for them to see their greatness and to step into it and to do the thing. And to know that they, that they can have it all, as you said, right? But it's true. Know that they, if they have a dream in their heart and they feel that sense of, oh, you know, if only. Well, that's what they deserve to have. And so... With it. This is how I. This is how I stepped into what I do, and I have had the most wonderful experience of it every single day of my life. <laughs> That's so. a great name of a show. If only. Yeah, that is if a only. good name. You know, I got. I got. I got to ask because a lot of people say that they're surrounded by naysayers. Mm. They're surrounded mm -hmm. by people who have the same thing you just described. Have been brought up under the negative aspects, the umbrellas, for whatever the excuse. So. Mm -hmm. If you see naysayers around you, there are people that I know that have moved out of cities because of it. What do you do? What I advise my clients to do is to surround themselves because you can't always cut yourself off from some people, right? Some people are kind of like attached by blood or something. <laughs> yeah, that. So, but so what I say is that surround yourself, even if it's just virtually, and begin to do this right now, like as like from this moment. Just go, okay. I want to listen to people who think with hope and optimism and, ex and 
expectations that they can create what they want, right? That that it is possible. And so this, because this is what I did. <laughs> I mean, years and years ago, I was like, all right, I don't have any, because I heard that thing. You're the you're the sum total of five people you're surrounded with, right. and I was like, oh my god, I'm in deep shit. Double. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> so I um I began to surround myself virtually. And so I have mentors who I've never met, <laughs> but I would call them a mentor. I would say, and if you heard me talk about them, you probably think that I, you know, I spent lots of time with them because I did. They were in my ear. They were, you know, they were who I listened to versus the people who are around me all the time. Kind of like what you and I so were whether, talking about this morning. It doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to move out of your city. You don't even have to like, because if you have that thought, then you think, oh, when I'm surrounded with better people, then it'll be easy. That, no. It's from right here, right now. You know, it's and funny we, you we say. So much, it's funny I mean, you say they're, that. They're all right in here. It's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I tell Dawn that I welcome the naysayer. You mm. know, I I I built my business on naysayers because I knew the more naysay I got, the more right I was. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're a maverick too. You, he just has a different mindset than everybody else. I get that. I get it. She gets if, it. If, you see? Yeah. She not, gets if, it. If people, if people don't think I'm wrong, then I must be really boring. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, there's something missing. I need to, I need to, I need to get to that edge where people are like, that's crazy. I'm like, yes. Now I'm in the right <laughs> You know, it's, Melanie, it's all about the delivery. You know that what you're talking about is real. You know it yes. works. You've seen it yes. work. You live it, you yes. breathe it. I have fun sure. with the delivery. When I first met Dawn, I used to take two fingers and go and look at people. You ever notice you look at people like this and don't say a word and they're going to say, what's wrong? <laughs> what are you looking at? Or the other day, I'm looking up here. Oh, and everybody's looking. There was nothing there. <laughs> right. You can always deliver the message a certain way. That's the trick of this whole thing. Subconsciously, you got to trust your way. Well, that's the key is you got to trust yourself. You do, and your delivery will take you there. You got to trust yourself and change what your, what your mindset is. All that pre-programming or even the programming you're getting now as an adult. Been there too. Totally. I mean, Be careful. we've all been there. Yeah. Be careful of what you allow in today. Awesome. That's Melanie, right. thank you so much. So you're the sum of your five people around you? Five people that you're closest to. You're the sum of? Really? You're the, some really? of the five people closest no. to you. You believe the five that? people you hang out with this the most. Is a success, this is the success concept, right? That you know, it, look at your money, and then consider the people <laughs> around you. It's kind of the idea. Yeah. Wow. Let me think about that. It's pretty it's much everyone in the studio. Yeah. There's like 20 people in here. <laughs> no, no, you're surrounding yourself with amazing people that you bring in on your show every day. We are. Okay. Yeah. Oh, those people too? I thought you meant like constant. Like the water man, the bill man, the electric man. No, no, no. Slick, no. Tony, Melanie. Thank you for inviting me into your world and for being with me today. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank it's you so much for joining us. We'll stay in touch. Thank that was good. Wow. She's great, huh? I didn't, yeah, I didn't see that coming. But she is right about about the subconscious mind taking over the subconscious mind that's, is a powerful place that's a that's a difficult thing 
to accomplish, hold on to. I mean, yeah, I would love to. I would do a seminar. I would listen. Sometimes you know it's your subconscious mind that's stopping you from doing something because you, you know you've got those fears and those limiting beliefs, but you don't know how to overcome them. So you may even know why you're doing what you're doing, but you don't know how to change it. So you retreat because you can't fail if you retreat because you didn't try. You can't fail if you don't try. You can't fail if you don't try. But if you don't try, you will fail. So that's the other side of this coin. Wow. Wow, that hurt my head. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of changed it up a little bit today, huh? That I haven't even talked to you today. I know. I haven't even seen you today. Isn't that you crazy? had me do a meeting and, it's already and then an two interview. And, oh, I'm tired. I had to go on Fuego today. It went really, really well. And I, I, it's, it's funny because we do this show and it's uh, two hours and we do the morning show, which is an hour. And I really don't do half hours anymore. And I was rambling. <laughs> so I was telling, I told the producer, just tell me to shut up and get to the point because in a half hour, you got to get to the point. To the point. I know. I finally sent Slick in there and I said, tell me he's got to wrap it up. Is that what you said? Of all the people you said, well, him? I was. I was. <laughs> I was having a conversation with Tony, and Val was working on the board with Taylor, and Slick was here, so I sent Slick in because I didn't want to excuse myself from this conversation. I thought he was having a conniption. He walked in there, his arms turned into a giant <laughs> knot. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. It was good. It was a good show. The girls are working hard today. They're uploading stuff because on Sunday, where are we going to be? We're going to be at the park over by A1A. No. I mean... 441. 441. Not A1A. Not A1A. The other way. <laughs> towards the Everglades. West. We're going to the Glades. We're going all the way out west to South County Regional Park at the Sunset Amphitheater. What's it called? South County Regional Park. Amphitheater. The Sunset Pavilion Amphitheater. There's an amphitheater over there? Pavilion. Is, I don't know what that means. Pavilion. You know that big structure that had the roof on it? That's a pavilion? That's a pavilion. That was like a... Like a Bodega to me. It's huh? called a pavilion. Oh, yes. So we're going to be at the pavilion. Sunset Pavilion at the South County Regional Park Park to benefit Alzheimer's research. On Sunday, February 28th from 11 until 2, it is pet friendly. Masks are recommended. It will be COVID recommendations provided. Lots and lots of great vendors. Tickets are only $20 to support Alzheimer's. So check it out. Go to brainbowlevents.org. Check that out. Join us for some fun. Park, and I, I have a question for you. Yeah. He's, Slick is the only one that knows how to set up the tent. Slick's going to have to come with us, and then I'm going to give him a key to come here. Yeah. I thought about that. I thought maybe, because we're going to be setting up early over there, probably by 9 o'clock, and then it doesn't really start till 11, so he can set up the tent, help us, and then I'll bring him the key to get here. Okay. How's that sound to you? Sounds maravilloso. And you but then he's got to come back because he's the only one that knows how to take it down and put it back away. I never saw him do it. That's the thing. It's going to be me and Hector. I can leave Hector there if you guys want Hector to be there. Me and Hector set it up. <laughs> now, we can leave Hector there. Hector can take it down. I'll put it back. I'll put it up. Well, it's fairly simple putting it up. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> off the air. We'll talk off the air, Amit Jr. <laughs> <laughs> got a stomachache just thinking about it. Amit, no, i yeah. Do you ever notice that him and Amit look the same? <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, they look exactly the same. No, it's just we have glasses and sometimes we have wear hats. 
Well, when you put on your mask, you can't tell who's who. Oh, men have a beard. You can't tell with the mask. They don't look anything the same. He has a mask. He has a mask. You can't tell who's who. I call him a man. The other one I call slick. Do we each answer inter, for each other? Inter, inter, together. I know. You had some powwow going on over there today that was a little... I'm still confused as to what the hell we were talking about, but okay. So I shut up with my hands on my hips and like, we got to go. Yeah, dude. We look good on lap one. Lap two, lap three. I was just listening. I didn't know where we were going to end up on this meeting. I'm hoping you know. could, I'm hoping you could fill me in. Um, we were saying the same thing that we were always saying, like other than from a mid size. We, we should have been talking. There's just a lot of repeating of stuff that didn't need to be repeated. We just wanted to know what they're doing. That's when you need me to come in and go, all right, we got to go. It could have been like 10 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but there's no warm up in 10 minutes. You go on a you go on a date with a girl. Are you gonna be around for ten minutes? One question. There was only one question. You're right. Yeah. No. No, he's right. I'm pretty sure a date with a girl. If I give her one question, she should answer. She'll say no. (laughs) (laughs) What type of question? No. It doesn't matter. She'll say no. You have to get in touch with Melanie. You need to focus on your subconscious. Melanie McCool. I'm gonna give her a call. All right, tap in, guys. Check out standwithparkland.org. Sign up, get everything that's going on on how to keep our kids safe, our community safe, our school safe, mental health reform, firearm reform, a lot of things going on. It's all about our kids. Melanie McCool, great segment. I like your name. It kind of goes right hand in hand. It's McCool. It's McCool. Very cool. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Stay safe. Please be kind to each other. And we will see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. drive time. And don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show is over, the Brooklyn Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the laughs from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring more good cheer next time. You can follow the Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at the Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. Well, see you next time.